Hello, everybody, and welcome back to A Very Black Podcast, where we celebrate our blackness every day in every way. Of course, you know, it's your host, JoJo, always here to do the most. And I do have to remind you, this is not for the faint-hearted or the easily offended, because we're going to have some conversations that might get uncomfortable. So if you're in the car, buckle up. If you're at home, kick your feet up, because we're about to get started. Welcome back, everybody. Today, we're going to be talking about a topic that is very near and dear to my heart. I mean, I take this topic very seriously, and I think it's mostly because the older I get, the more I'm starting to experience it, the more I'm starting to experience the struggles. And basically, what I want to talk about is something that I've spoken on before. It was pretty brief. Um, I think I might have mentioned it a couple of times in a few previous episodes, but I want to talk about protecting the black woman, or maybe I should say how unprotected the black woman is. And I really want to start this conversation off with Meg Thee Stallion because that's kind of what triggered me to want to make this episode. So, of course, we all know what's going on with Meg Thee Stallion, or we don't really know, but we know that Meg was shot. Um, We know that Tory Lanez played a part in this situation some way. She has not confirmed that he was, in fact, the person that shot her. However, this is what we're assuming Um, or speculating due to the information that we've been given. Now, the issue that I have with this situation is that um, the conversations I've been having with people about it has always been, well, what did Meg do, you know, to cause this? Or, you know, we don't know what transpired prior to her getting shot. We don't know what they said in the car. We don't know. Like, it don't matter. It don't matter what she said. It don't matter what transpired in the car because guess what? She didn't shoot nobody. She was the victim of a shooting. And even though she was shot in the foot or in the toe, and people think that's funny and they're making jokes about it, it's still very much a serious situation. It's very, very serious because what if the bullet would have went a little higher and it would have taken out one of her legs? Or what if she would have been fatally shot? What if she would have bled out to death? Like these are things that you have to consider even though she was shot in the toe. And I feel like it shouldn't even be a conversation about what happened leading up to her getting shot in the toe. Because at this point, all we need to do is worry about how we're going to protect her going forward. This girl is literally crying out like she is telling you she's traumatized. She's hurt. Her feelings are hurt. Because obviously she she was around people she considered friends. She trusted these people. She expected these people to have her best interest at heart. And that simply wasn't the case. So I can only imagine, or really I can't imagine how she's feeling right now. She doesn't have her mom to go to. I don't know much about her her father. Um, I believe she doesn't have any siblings. So it's kind of like she's almost alone in a sense. And I I really feel for her. Um, I'm sure she has, you know, a couple of friends that she communicates with. But at the end of the day, she's a black woman and we're out here still making excuses for why we shouldn't be protecting her. And I think that is absolutely insane. That is absolutely insane. People are saying, oh, she doing too much. She taking her anger out only on certain people. But who are we to tell her how to handle this situation? Who are we to tell her how to be angry at this situation? 
Who are we to tell her who she should or should not be angry with? If Megan Thee Stallion want to be angry with the whole world right now, that's very much her right. But because she's a black woman, she's expected to be strong. She's expected to suck it up. She's expected to heal and get better and move on so she can start back making music, so she can start back performing. Because that's all people care about. And that's wrong. That's fucked up. Because if this, this was a white woman, let's just be perfectly honest. If this was a white woman, if this was Taylor Swift or Demi Lovato or Selena Gomez or um, Katy Perry, Britney Spears. Britney Spears is the perfect example. That's the perfect example. And in fact, I'm glad I said her name because I remember a couple of weeks ago, Britney Spears got on TikTok and she made a TikTok of her walking back and forth. She was just walking back and forth in the camera. And people made a big deal. They was like, oh, we, we commented last week to tell Britney to wear yellow if she was in trouble. And she put on a yellow shirt and started walking back and forth in the camera. So now the internet is in an uproar. This thing is going viral. Everybody's like, save Britney, protect Britney. Britney looked fine to me. Britney looked fine to me. However, you have this black woman over here that we know for a fact has been shot and she's crying out, telling y'all she's hurting and traumatized, and yet it's still y'all questioning whether or not her pain is valid. That is absolutely insane, and I'm just trying to figure out at what point are black women gonna start being taken more seriously? Because I myself have, again, the older I get, the more I experience the struggles of being a black woman in America, and I've experienced some really bad things um, just within the past few years. Like, I, I have an ongoing situation right now, which I won't speak too much on it, um, but it's dealing with a major company, and um, honestly, this situation should have been handled months ago, because the, the situation took place back in February of this year. And here we are in July, and I'm still fighting this situation because I'm a black woman, a young black woman, and they're not taking me seriously. And it's upsetting. It's very upsetting at how little we tend to care, and I say we because I've done it myself. I've, I've, I've victimized the man or the other party in the situation because I, I felt like the black woman was supposed to be stronger than that. And it's wrong. And I've realized that it's not the way that we're supposed to do it. I'm a black woman. And when I, I'm crying out for help, I cry out in different ways. And I'm thankful that my family can, can recognize that, but not everybody has that. And it just, it upsets me that we're so quick to want to save a man or especially a black man like for instance um let's just look at what transpired over the last couple of months with the george floyd situation now we all know george floyd's murder sparked global protests global protests we were out here marching and i say we because i was out there we were out here marching we were out here politicking with the government with the police officers trying to get them to understand why we're fighting so hard for this man. We literally changed the world. But it was only for a short amount of time. It was only long enough to get justice for that black man. Because here we have Breonna Taylor. We have Breonna Taylor who was murdered before George Floyd in the comfort of her home. And yet we have no justice for her. Have I seen people talking about Breonna Taylor? Yes. I go online and there's a million petitions you can sign for Breonna Taylor. 
but we didn't keep that same energy that we had for George Floyd. Why is that? Why is it that we could not keep that same energy we had for that black man for this black woman? And all of this just goes into what I'm saying about how unprotected the black woman is. It's honestly disgusting at this point. It's disgusting. Because I feel like black women are the only ones protecting black women. We're protecting ourselves mentally, physically, emotionally, financially. I don't feel like we have many other places we can go, many other people we can depend on except ourselves. Like for me, it does something to me when I see a black woman in a position of power. Like I'm instantly gratified by that. That's instant gratification for me to see a black woman in a position of power because that lets me know that she now has the power to pull other black women into that same position. Or at least I would hope she did. Like it's something so satisfying about seeing black women with wealth, black women with surrounded by love. And it's also crazy because a lot of the times when black women reach these heights or reach these levels in their life and their career, they're expected to be humble. They're always expected to remember where they came from. Why do I have to remember where I came from if I'm not there anymore? Y'all ain't telling these rappers, these, these black male rappers out here, oh, be humble, remember where you came from. No, we're not doing that. In fact, another example. This made me so angry. I'm a, 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 um, a avid watcher of YouTube. Like I love watching YouTube and there was this black girl um, she has a really popular channel. A lot of people love watching her. She does great makeup. She talk a lot. She's great. Her name's Brianna. This girl's had this channel for, I don't know, maybe like four or five years, I'd say. And her channel has been growing really well. A few months ago, she put up a video of her doing like a luxury shopping day. And when I went to the comments to read the comments under this particular video, because all of her other videos got great feedback as usual. But this particular video, the people in the comments were disgusted, disgusted at the fact that she treated herself to a luxury shopping day. They were like, oh, you bougie, you acting different, you acting funny because you got money, you going in this store buying this expensive bag and you drinking your coffee, your expensive coffee. And it was like the, I could hear them literally saying these things. Like I could hear their tone just from how they typed out the comment. And it was like, why are y'all so disgusted that a black woman is out here showing y'all she can live in luxury? Y'all built her up to this point, and now you're mad because she's not being humble. Because she's, she wants to show y'all that she, she can live in luxury. She wants to, to motivate other women to go out and live in luxury. And people were upset. They were so upset that she turned the comments off on that video. And that was disgusting to me. That was disgusting that she had to do that. That was disgusting that people were acting like that. And these are just, these are, these, this may seem like something small. This may seem like something very minuscule. But at the same time, it's still a very big issue because you have to look at this on a much broader scale. Like it starts small and it slowly grows into something bigger because now she knows, okay, these people don't want to see me, you know, luxury shopping. So when I get ready to go buy a house, should I even give them that? Should I even show them the type of house I'm buying? Because they're going to probably tell me I don't deserve this house. They're going to be mad because I went and found the most perfect house for me. And she shouldn't have to even worry about that. Like, that's something she should not have to worry about. 
Meg shouldn't have to worry about going online and seeing people defending Tory Lanez or defending the comments that Drea made about her. Like people should not, she shouldn't have to worry about that. And that's where we come in. That's where we're supposed to step in and protect these black women. I'm going to speak up every single time. I'm going to call you out every single time. I don't care who you are, how close we are, how long I've known you. If you say something that I find disgusting or that I find is ill-fitting towards the black woman, I'm going to call you out on it. Like, I'm going to straight up call your ass out on it, and I don't care if you don't like it, don't like it. Don't talk to me anymore. That's fine. I'll be fine with that. Like... It's, it, I just don't understand why black women have to always bottle up their pain and just deal with everything. Um, I, I really came prepared with, with a lot of examples for this particular episode because, like, let, let's, let's go back to 2000 and, I believe it was 2008. That's how far back we're going to go, y'all. We're going to go back. 2008. I'm pretty sure y'all remember a Mr. Don Imus. And he made a comment. He made a comment about the Rutgers women's basketball team. He called them nappy-headed hoes on air. Everybody heard it. Everybody heard it. And I will say, for the first five minutes, the whole the whole world was in an uproar. It was like, how dare you say something like that? How dare you call those girls nappy-headed hoes? And he was fired. He was fired from CBS for saying that. But guess what? Right after he got fired from CBS, his show got picked right back up. And he carried that show out until 2018, which was just a year before he passed. So he still carried out his life, carried out his dreams, very normal, after he was able to publicly humiliate and insult a group of black women, a group of talented black women at that, a group of educated black women at that. Like, what? Like, what? Like, why was there not more done? Why was there not an example made? The only thing that let me know was that when he got fired, he wasn't getting fired because they cared about the girls on the Rutgers team. That was not why he got fired. He got fired because they cared about their reputation. They cared about their ratings and their money. If it would not have affected their ratings or their money, he wouldn't have got fired to begin with. And so all of this, I say all of this to say that we really need to start paying more attention to black women. And when I say paying more attention, not to their bodies, but to their mental, to their emotions, because we're constantly crying out. We're constantly telling y'all we're tired. I know as a black woman, I'm tired. I'm tired of being expected to do everything. I'm tired of being expected to be the strongest one I'm tired of being expected not to feel pain. I'm tired. I'm tired of having to carry the black man. I'm sick and tired of it. Why is it my job to carry? Why is it my job to carry all the pain, all the burden that has come to me alone? Why do I have to carry that alone? Why can't we have that same energy for black women that we've had for all these white women and all these black men. Like, it's absolutely insane to me. I just, I really, like, I don't, I don't have a whole lot to say right now because 
I feel like I've pretty much given y'all the gist of of how I feel about this topic, which I stated in the beginning that I feel very strongly about this. So I just want to kind of end this by saying that if nothing else, as a black community, we need to come together and we need to protect each other because black women have been protecting black men since the beginning of time. That's all we've been doing. We, we are well-versed in protecting the black man. Now we need the black man to get on board and start protecting the black woman. And with that being said, I hope everything resonated with you all. Feel free to give me any feedback you have on this episode. Also, I want to give a shout out to Jamichael, J&J Property Maintenance on Instagram. And of course, you know, that's my sponsor. Also, um, I do want to tell you all to be sure to keep an eye out on my Instagram because I'm actually working on a second podcast. Um, It's going to be separate from this one. Um, And it's actually going to be me and two individuals, one of them being Jermichael. Um, And we have another another young man that we're going to be bringing on. That's a good friend of his. And we're going to have some great conversation. We're going to really, you know, get into some topics that I think would be great to be heard from the male and the female perspective. And I'm probably going to throw this topic in there because <laughs> I want to, I kind of want to hear what the men have to say on this specific topic. Like, I want to hear this from a male's perspective. So, yeah, with that being said, I appreciate everybody for listening. Be sure to subscribe to my podcast. Also, make sure you go and subscribe to my YouTube channel, Jojo Says So. Um, also, if anybody's looking for any spiritual guidance and or healing, make sure you reach out to soul priestess three on instagram and on youtube you can also shop her website at soulpriestess3.com and she will help you with all of your spiritual healing spiritual needs everything balancing your chakras becoming grounded if you're interested be sure to reach out to her um i hope everybody has an amazing day And y'all be sure to check out my next episode when I put it up. Bye.